0: Good evening. Hope all of you... New feature here. <laughs> I know, seriously. Tonight we're learning Masech HaSyumah, Da'af Samech Vav, and we are uh, starting toward the bottom of Daf Samech bay is closing out a sugya that we began a number of days ago. Our Mishnah had said that in regards to the pair of si'irim, the se'ir la Hashem and the si'ir la Zozel, that if one of the two were to have died, we would get a replacement pair, and we would uh, we would do the go'ral on them, and we would take the one that was missing uh, from the original pair and replace it with the one in the new pair. But and the second one would um, the second one would graze. So basically, that was a big machlokas, Rav and Rav And then we ran into a correlated sugya, which is that we saw that an animal cannot be used from one year to the next. But why can't an animal be used from one year to the next? Let's say in this year, in shnas tufshin Pe aleph, that We find that there was an extra animal because I lost a par, and then I got a new par to replace the par, and then I found the first par. Can I use that par for the next year? So we said by par and Seir that that's not allowed, and the animals have to die. Why is that? We've tried a number of answers. We're going to try two more tonight, and then we'll be done with this sugya. So we're starting with our our second to last answer, six lines from the bottom of Samach and says the Gemara as follows. The reason why we can't take an animal from from this year and use it Next year is what we're concerned about is a khatas that would end up being a year old. Now, think about that. Is Tafshin Pe Aleph Yom Kippur, and we're afraid that your animal will be a year old by next year. Of course, your animal is going to be a year old by next year because Yom Kippur is a year away from you. So, obviously, that's the case, and the Gemara therefore doesn't like this answer. Says the Gemara, that's not a Gzeradira that's literally the one-year birthday of the animal, says the Gemara. That's exactly what we would call a chatas that has lived a year old. Now, the korban chatas can't be brought when it's more than a year old, and therefore, this recommendation is very difficult. So the Gemara says, This is not a difficulty. Why isn't this a problem? Because, says the Gemara, it's like the shita of Rebbe. Kirebi, how so? We have a halacha, <laughs> we have a halacha in regards to, the, uh, to, the, to a, uh, a home that's purchased in a walled city in Eretz Yisrael, that the buyer has the opportunity to renege on the sale throughout the first year, Shana tamima. that's what the Pasuk says. But there's a Machlokas in regards to how we count. Do we count the Shana tamima, the period in which the, the seller is able to renege on his sale? Do we count it in regards to the solar year of 365 days? Or do we count it in regards to the lunar year, which is 354 days? So it says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom on Samech Ha'amid Be'ez, The the Tanakama. this is Rebbe, mone what do we count? Shlosh me'os, Rebbe, Rebbe is of the opinion that when we say that an owner has the ability to renege on a purchase, that that seller has the ability to renege only for 300, for a total of 365 days. On the 365th day and onwards, he does not have the right to renege on the sale. However, last line, no, we don't do 365. What do we do? We look at the 12 months as we Jews do, lunar months, they're 29 point something, something, something. Uh, uh, hours in the day, that's how many days and hours it is. So it says the Gemara, it's 354 days. Um, So this is really what the Gemara says, we hold like Rebbe in that Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur could be 354 days. But Rebbe would say that even though 354 days have passed, it's still not a year old because when we count, we count the solar year. And therefore, there's a gap of 11 days between the lunar year and the solar year. And maybe, says the Gemara, that when we recommended just a few lines ago that our concern was about a chatos, maybe it was a chatos, that it, it's been alive between 354 days and 365. And according to Rebbe, Technically, this year is not yet a korban that's invalid for being a chattas because it's not yet a year old according to the solar calendar, and all is well and good. Let's just finish off the Brysa and the sheets of the Chachamim, says the Gemara, if it happens to have been a year. Where, uh, we, uh, where we added in a month, because we needed to for a shnas or we needed to make it a leap year, then nisabra l'mocher, the extra month goes to the moher. So that was the Gemara's answer in regards to our question. We wanted to say, what's the reason why an animal from this year can't be used for next year? We said, because we're afraid of achatas, um, of a, of a, uh, that the animal might be a year old, and then we explained, according to Rebbe, that that's possible if the animal is between 354 days old and 365 days old. And that brings us to a question on the top of Samach Vav Amid Aleph. What's the question on Samach Vav Amid Seir. I could understand in regard to an animal that's a seir, because that animal is betor chatas. And because it's betor chatas, we have the one-year limitation. That's where all of this might apply. However, par, the par, which is the uh, Kohen Gadol's animal, that animal does not have a one-year limitation. So if that's the case, ma'ika le what then would you say? How can your answer explain the case of the par? You're, you said that you are concerned that maybe the animal might exceed one year. Who cares if the animal exceeds a year if the animal is a par? Only a chatas, and in this case, its application to a seir has the limitation of one year, but a par does not. So says the Gemara. You're right. Second line, zera a par atu seir. Like we've seen over the last blot, that our concern here is that maybe we we uh, we say that the par has to die and can't be brought in year two. Because we're afraid that one might mix it up with a sitir. Since the par and the sitir are, in a way, two peas in a pod, they're always part of the avodah Yom Kippur. So you might mix and crisscross the halachos from one to the next, and you might forget that the par is, um, is for many years. Uh, up to three years, and that the seer is only up to one year, we're afraid you might make a mistake. So that's how the Gemara explains, but the Gemara doesn't like the yamos, Just because of this se'ir, this, we literally kill this 2,000-pound animal. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of kapara. Why would we do that? And not only that, says the Gemara Ve'od, and furthermore, Not only that, but in, in even had you said your answer of chatas, the animal turned a year, it still wouldn't be that the animal was killed. The halacha is that a is it goes out to graze. So therefore Therefore, says the Gemara, this doesn't work at all. Your answer is not functional at all. What do we do with this animal that is now a year old, 365 days plus old, says the Gemara. We treat it as though it is unreachable for the Kohen in that it is in a Beis and you can't do anything to it. The animal just grazes until it gets a moon So therefore we reject this recommendation that our concern is out of And now let's turn to the final answer. And this will bring us to the Mishnah, to the halfway point on the page, and then we will go back to the Mishnais about the Avodah of Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, seven lines down or so. Ella, Amar Rava, Rava says, What is the real concern here? The real concern uh, as to why we cannot have animals from year one be used for korbanos in year two is because, as the Gemara says, mishum ta'kala. We're afraid that there's going to be a mishap. We'll identify the mishap in a moment. Titania, the Brysa writes, the halacha is that after the korban Beis HaMikdash, it's not appropriate for someone to make a halachic designation of money in any of these three forms of being makdash, ma'arich, and macharim. It is not halachically ideal to do that. Why? Because the mechanism of commitment works. Right? If you say, I want to give something to the Beis HaMikdash, it can potentially work, but there's no one to receive it because the Beis HaMikdash, unfortunately, doesn't exist. So then the Mishnah says, you should not do that. However, it's a brisa, actually, not a mishnah. But the brisa continues. Right. But if you did these types of commitments, you did in fact do it, so it works. And therefore, what should you do with that which you dedicated? So the Gemara parses out the different types of gifts. If a person were to have dedicated a behema, the halacha is te'aker, It should be uprooted. If it, we'll see what uprooted means in a couple of minutes, the Gemara will explain what uprooted means. It's not not a good thing, obviously. Them. If a person dedicated to the Beit Mikdash erroneously, they shouldn't have done so. But if they did dedicate fruits and clothing and utensils, yer you should wait until they uh, until they uh, spoil. Well, the payros will spoil. The other things will, will fall apart at some point or degrade. What about moz? Moz vikli matachos. If you have coins or if you have metal containers, then yolich liam hamelach. According to some, we remove the word hana. They get thrown into the yam ha-melach. Now the Gemara goes back to our original comment about the gzera. What did Rava say? He said the gzera is mishum takala. That the reason why we're not allowed to use the korban from year one to year two is because of takala. So says the Gemara, wait a second. The e'zehu takala. Um, sorry, v'ezehu ekor. Excuse me, I skipped a line. What is the ekor that we said about the behema? The ekor that we said about the behema. How do we uh, treat the animal if you accidentally, or even on purpose, but you took an animal and you dedicated it to the base mikdash Then what do you do? You're noel delas mesame You lock the animal in a pen, and the animal simply dies. It's not good treatment. That is what the halacha is. Then the Gemara asks, "Takala demay, what was the concern that you had in regards to the takala? What were you? What was the concern about? Ita takala If your concern was that you were going to take the animals of year one and you were going to sacrifice them in year two and they weren't halakhically fit to do so, if that's true, afilu kol raios nami." That halachic concern should not only apply to the animals from last year, it should apply to all the animals that are grazing in the field. Any animal that's grazing in the field, we should have been concerned, but we see that we're not. And as well, if your concern is that you would have done shearings on the animal or that you would have worked the animal, things that you're not supposed to do, and that was your concern of the animal from year one to year two, there too. All animals that are grazing, we should have had the identical concern So which one is it? What is the Takala that Rava is concerned about from year one to year two? So the Gemara explains as follows. The Gemara says, Really, we are concerned about korbanos. Uh, uh, The animals that are in the field year-round, the animals that really uh, are not fit for korbanos, you're not thinking about them at all. However, you know, it's clear to you that there's an animal from last year. And Hach de this animal, which conceptually could be fit for, for, uh, for the Hakrava, for the Korbanos, that we are concerned about, he, taridba, he thinks about it, and we're afraid that he may end up using it. So that's how the Gemara answers this question. However, says the Gemara, takala, the Takala is a, itself a e machlokes tanayim. What is the machlokes Tanaim? The machlokes Tanaim is as follows. Says the Gemara B'takala Atma Tanaihi, about a third of the way down, a little bit more, Samach Abava This is the Makhlokas Tanaim. Some are not concerned at all about this. Remember, this is Rava, Rava saying that there's a Gzera Der abonun, but not everybody held of the Gzera Der abonun. The Brisa writes, Chada, here's the first Brisa, Pesach Shalokarav Barishon, if a person did not bring their korban Pesach on Yud Dalet Nisa and Yakri B'sheni, then he should bring it on Yud Dalet iar. Lo yakri v'sheni, those words are missing. Lo yakri v'sheni, if one did not bring the Korban uh, Pesach, he missed Yudalad uh, Nisan, and he also missed Dalad Iyar, then the halacha is Yikrav Lashana Habam. So what do we see from the Tanakama? We're not concerned at all about, about using the animal from last year. It's just Mutter. He doesn't have Rava's concern. However, Vitanya Yidach, another Brisa, says, Lo Yikrav, that if you miss both windows of Yudalad Nisan and Yudalad Iyar, then you're done. You cannot use it next year which and now we see that this brysa is clearly of the concern of rava of course the timing rava was later mm-hmm. but rava's rava's concern is reflected in this brysa where we see that if one did not bring their corbin pesach on yod Nissan nisan or yod Daled, uh er then he's done for he can't bring it at all my lab isn't it the case that the machlokas over here is about takala that we're afraid that maybe um, this is the question of the, of the braysa, is whether or not we are concerned about using the animal from one year to the next. So says the Gemara, halfway down, low, that is not the machlokas. Really, no one is concerned about takala, not even Rava. There's a machlokas if we say this word low or not, as you may see on the side there, on not simple to understand this Gemara without looking into, into the defusim Yushonim and to all the various girsos. But for the sake of simplicity, either one would actually work for the flow of the Gemara. So says the Gemara, no, the machlokas between these two b'rises about Pesach is not about Takala, about whether or not we have a gzera from uh, using an animal from one year to the next. Rather, what's the machlokas about? The hacha Plugta to the here, what we're talking about is whether or not. Remember, on the bottom of the page, we said what happens if the animal uh, is born between days three fifty-four and three sixty-five. So that's a machlokas, Rabbi, and the Rabbonon, That is what our machlokas is. So it says the Gemara: one of uh, one b'risa holds one way, and one b'risa holds the other way. Of lokash, Rabbi and So the one that says that you're allowed to do the korban the next year, that's Shitas Rebi who gives a full solar year and not a full lunar year, because Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur in a year without uh, a leap year is exactly 354 days, and under those circumstances, yes, the animal is 354 days, and according to the second sheet of the Chachamim, that animal cannot be karev. However, according to the sheet of Rebbe, since he holds that the age of the animals based on the solar year, it can be karev, and that's the machlokes and the brysa. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. We're halfway down one line above the new Mishnah of Ad-Tanya. wait a second the Mishnah that we had learned earlier about this topic also said that this also applies to coins and if you're saying that this also applies to coins that Machlokas can't be about Rebbe and the Rabbanon in regards to how how old an animal is and therefore says the Gemara you're right betakala pligi we therefore conclude our Gemara with the following we've been trying to figure out over the last couple of blocks why is it that you cannot bring a korban from one year to the next, both a seir and a par? And the short answer is that we were concerned about a takala, about making an error. What error were we concerned about? So we were concerned about um, whether or not one might, uh, one might bring a korban of the animal that should not have been brought because, of their, uh, because, uh, because that animal is no longer fit. That brings us to the new Mishnah, halfway down on Samechvab Meralev, and now we continue back in the Mishnayis about the avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. What we've done so far in all of our stories is we've uh, pretty much done a lot. The only thing we have left right now in, in this section is the Seirah Mishtaleach, What do we do with that seir? So it says the Mishnah as follows. The Kohen Gadol goes over to the seir ha-mishetaleach. And he puts both hands on top of the animal, and he says, vidui. And here are the two layers of vidur, the kachaya omer. There were a lot of different sins that were done the lower weight ones, the medium weight ones, and the heavy weight ones uh, that the Jewish people did in front of you. This is just an admission. This is not yet kapara. The first sentence is simply admission. That's 90% of the battle, is saying I made a big mistake. And then the Kohen-Gundel continues. Please give us kapara. The sins that we actually did. What's the marimakom for this? That's a great argument. You go to your parents and you say, you told me if I apologize that you'll forgive me. It's an awesome argument. You come on Yom Kippur and say, look, I did things wrong. It wasn't with intent. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I wasn't trying to be rebellious. Uh, I'm sorry. And you promised me that if I ask for a kapara, that you'll give me kapara. That's a pasuk and chumash. So then the mishnah continues. This is this uh, was also made made famous by a song. Uh, of recent, the Kohanim and the Jewish people that were standing in the in the azara, when they would hear the name of Akadosh when it would come out of the mouth of the Kohen Gadol, they would bow on their knees and then they would put their heads down, flat on the ground. Of course, this is reflected with drama in our Yom Kippur davening, multiple Hishdachavios where we are. Uh, bowing down, down on our knees with our heads to the floor, one should just be careful that if they're in a scenario where the floor is made out of stone, that that actually could be a halakhic issue. It's called the Isra of Evan Maskis. Evan Maskis is an Isra of doing some type of Avodah zar on a stone, and that's where it became customary for people to take like towels and paper towels and put things between their knees and their head. It's really rooted primarily, it's not to keep your pants clean, although that's also a good idea, but it was rooted in the concern of Evan Maskis. So it depends what the tiles are made out of. We have carpeting in our base measures, but if there are tiles, these are shilas and postgame about what to do. Okay, it says the Gemara as follows. We're 10 lines or so from the bottom of the page, a little bit more than halfway through this Mishnah. Then, after the, uh, after the, the vidui that the Kohen Gadol would do on the Sire Mishetalech, they would give the animal to the person who would walk it to the cliff. Hakol everyone really technically is kosher, namely even a non-Kohan is allowed to um is allowed to accompany the animal to the cliff. Ella, however, gedolim, the kohanim gedolim, there's a change in the girsa here, it's not necessarily gedolim. Uh it could uh yeah, it could just be that just the kohanim that uh that they were kava, they made a rule. They left it with the Kohanim, they didn't want to get into a whole new battle, which of the Israelim should be given to. And that was a that's a, what they did is they allowed a coin to do it, even though it was mutter for Israel. Amar of Yossi, that's a great story you got there. But I got a better one, my I am telling you a real story. This actually happened, he said. There was a man, he was a Israel, his name was Arsala, and he was the one. Who ended, up, uh, who ended up bringing the Sierra Mishdalech to the cliff. The Mishnah concludes, the kevesh, the ramp, they made a ramp for him to carry the animal, the kevesh osulo, they made a, uh, a ramp because of the Babylonians. We'll see if this is literal or not. Shehayim mitalshen b'sairo v'omrem lo, they were pulling on his hair, get out of here, get out of here, go get us kapara, go send this animal to its death, because by pushing it off the cliff, we will get our kapara. Then the Gemara opens with a concern. Hold on one second. If you look back in the language when he was asking for a kapara, he didn't say B'nai Aaron. He just said, Am So the Gemara opens five lines from the bottom and asks as follows. Why did our Mishnah not say the language of B'nai Aaron? In previous Mishnahites, we've had B'nei Aaron, we had Ko'anim, we had B'nei Aaron, we had Amcha Israel. Why here were they excluded? Says the Gemara, Mantana, who must be, be the author of this? And the Gemara answers, It must not be like the opinion of Rabbi Huda, because Rabbi Huda did include them. That. that the B'nei Aaron also get Kaparah for their Sir Mishtelech. So if Sir Mishtelech can get Kaparah for B'nei Aaron, yet our Mishnah excludes B'nei Aaron, it must be that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Therefore, the Gemara says, no. It's a nice approach, but I could even argue that the B'nai Aron are actually already included in our Mishnah, even if they're not explicitly included. How so? Because, says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, when we say Amcha Yisrael, the Bnei Aaron are also part of Amcha Yisrael. It doesn't mean Yisrael in the halachic way of you're Yisrael and not a Levi or a kohen It just means the Jewish people. And therefore the Kohan and Bnei Aaron already included. So therefore our Mishnah could even be like Rabbi Yehuda. Bottom line of Samech Vavah Min'alaf, the Gemara says, Masru lo that we allow anyone to take the animal to the cliff. What are the halachic sources that indicated anyone is allowed? So the Gemara has a drasha. Atan and Rabban, and the writes, ish. When the Pasuk says ish, what does that mean? It's l'akhshires hazar. That's to teach us that it's mutter for a non-Kohen to be the one to accompany the animal to the cliff. What does it say? Et the pasuk says that word. It says biad ish uh, so eti So ish taught us that it could be a non-kohen. What does et mean? Three different explanations. Number one, sheyeh mezuman that this person should be pre-appointed. Rashi, top Rashi. He should have been picked already from the day prior. Another version of iti e. top line, the halacha is that he would even be able to bring the animal uh, to the cliff when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. And lastly, iti, even if the person bringing the animal is himself tuma. Is, is himself tame. So then on the second line of Simon Chavavah Medbeis, the Gemara analyzes all three parts of this brysa. hazar, we said that when the Pasek says, Ish iti when it says Ish, it comes to teach us that even a non-Kohen is allowed to bring this animal to the cliff. So says the Gemara Pshita, it's not an avod in the Beis Mikdash. of course that's going to be motor, says the Gemara, no. because there's an element of kapara that the Torah writes about in regards to the seire I am might have thought, Havamina, that it has to be only with a Kohen, Kamash Malan, and this is a big yesod, Kapara can come about through other people other than Kohanim. It doesn't have to be a Kohen. It's not that the Kapara is what the Kohen has to do, it's the Avoda that the Kohen has to do, and therefore, even though over here this is a part of the service of the Beis HaMikdash in some way, but it's not it's not the zrikas adam. It's not the key elements of the avoda, and therefore it's mutter. And that's why the pot we needed a pasuk in chumash to indicate to us that a non coin could do it because I might have thought otherwise. Third line iti veafilu So what does the gemara mean when it says that even when Shabbos falls out on Yom Kippur that uh, we need a pasuk to tell us that lemay Chasa? Why is it that the Torah taught us that? It was to teach us the following halacha. Amar of Sheishas, Lomar, to teach you al that if the animal was sick, no problem. You could pick up the animal and carry it on your shoulder and it's mutter. We needed a pasuk and chumash to allow us to break the rules of Eruv on Shabbos. Otherwise, for sure, you never would have done that. For sure, you would have thought that the halachos of Shabbos are, are going to be more important than the Sierra Mishtalech. But that's not, that's not correct. That, uh, that animal, if the animal gets sick, you can, you can carry it. So says the Gemara, this idea that when Shabbos coincides with Yom Kippur and this ir can barely walk, that the Eti Hamibara can pick up the animal and carry him, Kiman, five lines down, who is this sheet like? Says the Gemara, the Loker Ibn Hassan, this can't be like Rav Nassan, because what does Rav Nassan hold? When an animal is alive, even though you're carrying it, but it's kind of holding itself up, and because it's holding itself up while you're carrying it, so therefore, that's not the issue of carrying, and if that's true... Our this drusha that we just learned that it is is a Fidlu can't be like Ravnasan. Because if we were to have held it Atmo, then there would be no isr derisive carrying because Atmo, the animal carries itself effectively. So it can't be that this Mishnah is like Ribnasan because he holds Atmo. Answers the Gemara. That's not true. We could even say that it's Ribnasan. And here we have a girsa change. If you have the um the you're going to want to find the Hagos os and I'm going to be reading from here and from there, says the Gemara shiny. when the animal is sick, it's different, and now I'm reading from that ghost with Zionim once an animal is sick, it's as though the animal is all oh. tied up um, mm-hmm. He agrees when the animal is tied down And therefore even according to Rav Nassan, We still need the Pasuk of Iti To teach us that if an animal was in fact sick That because he's sick There is no application of Chai Nosei Even according to Rav Nassan And because that's true We therefore need a Pasuk to be Matir Amar um, Raffram Raffram eight, eight lines down Makes a very important halachic diuk from this Gemara what did we say? We said that our concern is that if it were to have been Shabbos, that and the animal got sick, you could carry it. What does that imply about Yom Kippur when it's not Shabbos? It's mutter to carry. So I'm my rough from eight lines down, Zosomeres, what we see from this drasha is that Eruvehotzel, the Shabbos, Ve'ein Yom that our halachic concerns about having an Eruv and carrying that only applies to Shabbos, but it doesn't apply to Yom Kippur. And that's a shtickle chiddish because we know that Yom Kippur is called Shabbos Shabboson. So we would have thought that the halachos are very similar. There's no eating. Some of the moleches, local nefesh halachos are different by... It's a good shil in the post Do you say, if you say yavo if you in fact have to eat on Yom Kippur, because it's not really a day, but okay, fine, whatever it is. But the point is over here that uh, Raffram makes a, a, an important deal to indicate that the only time we have a concern of Eruvihotza is on Shabbos and not on Yom Kippur alone says the Gemara, what about the drusha that we saw in the b'risa, iti ve'afilu 12 lines down, lemai So, what was the concern? Why did we need a pasuk that when it says iti, that it comes to include someone who's tamay? So it came to teach us the following, Amar sheishas, lomar, it is to teach us she'im nitma mishalcho, that if the person who was supposed to be taking it to the cliff got uh, tamay, he's even al- allowed to go into the azara when he's tamay? Good. The next section of Gemara, I'll just say say outright, is very strange because a lot of shilas were asked to Rabbi Eliezer, and he gave um, sometimes incoherent answers. We'll see why he gave incoherent answers in a little bit, but just as a framing, um, when I explain some of the answers to some of these questions, they will be vague and ambiguous, and it's quite intentional from the Gemara side. It says the Gemara, a quarter of the way down. Sha'alu es Rabbi Eliezer, they asked him a Shilah. al What would be the halacha if the animal gets sick, the year? zazel gets sick can i carry it on my shoulder it can carry both me and you not very clear as to what the answer is to the question what about what about the person who's carrying it gets sick can you reappoint the person who who was charged with bringing the la zozel to the cliff can you reappoint that person where i'm so happy uh, we should we should feel bishalom that it's not me and it's not you he didn't even answer the question. Next. Let's say that the the Mishaleach, the guy who took the the Sierra Lazazel, pushes it down the cliff and the animal's still alive. Do we say that should we go down and still kill the animal? The Pasuk reads, uh, the Pasuk reads, that uh, we, should, we should make sure that we have lost, or in this case killed, all of the enemies of Hashem. The Chachamim, in sharp contrast with Rabbi Eliezer, answer these questions with clarity. One third of the way down, Sama the Gemara says as follows: The Chachamim omrim in regards to these three questions. Chala, if the animal gets sick, Markivo al then the carrier can carry it on his shoulder. The person who was taking the animal to the cliff got sick. Yes, you can reappoint to another person day up. What if the animal did not die after being pushed down and falling off the cliff? The halacha is... All right, so that's end of story one. Story two. They asked another question to Rabbi Eliezer. Does this particular person have Olam Haba? Some of the Mephore explained that we're talking about Avshalom totally out of the blue like, other than it's still rabbi eliezer but we were not talking about Avshalom. nevertheless um, if you look on the side that's um that's what some of the aforeshim say so the gemara says that uh, rabbi eliezer says back to the person who was asking omar Lei, lo Shal tuni ella alploni we're really talking about somebody else super vague. malahatzel roe kivsa minhoari is a uh, a shepherd allowed to save a keves from a lion so what did Rabbi Eliezer say back to them? Amar Why did you only ask about the keves? So then the person asking the question pivots back. Mahu Fine, I'll ask it your way. What about saving the shepherd from the ari? And then Rabbi Eliezer answers yet again. Amar lo tuni Why are you asking about the roe? You should have asked about both. So no good answer. Next question. Halfway down. Samach vavam mamzer what about a mamzer? Does he get to have a yerusha? So Rabbi Eliezer uh, asks, re- responds with a question: Mahu What's the halachic status of a mamzer in regards to marrying his uh, brother who passed away, his brother's wife, if they have yet to have children? Next question: Sudas esbeso? Is it appropriate to uh, to plaster one's house? So what did Rabbi Eliezer say? kivro? Is it appropriate to put the, put plaster on your kever? All of this is very strange because Rabbi Eliezer does not detail any of his answers. But why didn't Rabbi Eliezer detail any of his answers? So here the Gemara lays down uh, Rabbi Eliezer's Hashkafa. Rabbi Eliezer wasn't being difficult because he was trying to be confusing or because he was trying to show that he disagreed. He wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, uh, just uh, anti-establishment. That's not what was going on. Ella says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. <speaking in Hebrew> he never answered a Shiloh in Psak unless he heard it exclusively from his rebbe until his rebbe died. Very powerful idea. Next, Rabbi Eliezer, another question about him, isha is Rabbi Eliezer. A very wise woman went over to Rabbi Eliezer and asked a great question. Since basically all of the various crimes that took place in regards to the Egel were halachically all considered Avod on whatever level it was. Why did we find by the Ekel that there were three types of death? There was Chereb, there was Magaifa, and there was um, Hadroken, which was some type of stomach issue. Omar Law, difficult line in the Gemara, The only wisdom of a woman is for a spindle. So uh, some of them, before explain. if you look at the Maaret here, he has a little bit of an Arichus, uh, and he says that this is one of the ideas that we see in Shas, where there are limitations for women to learn Torah Shabbat. It's not a halachic issue. You, you want to know why these people got different forms of death? It's not a halachic issue. So here, Rabbi Eliezer is painting a picture, at least through the lens of the Ma'ritz and other Meforshem, that this is just to indicate that women have no uh, obligation and should not learn Gemara. This is a Sha'ilin poskim. I have worked in institutions as an educator, where we've engaged people to speak uh in particular institutions. And they said if girls learn Gemara here, you're not allowed to have them come speak. And on the flip side, there are other places where girls were taught Gemara explicitly. So there she does Lakan with Lakan, this Gemara clearly uh well not clearly, but through the way that the Maritz understands it, does leave an implication of sorts, that a woman should not be learning Gemara. The Pasuk indicates that a woman's Chachma should be in weaving things with her hands. For those during the who did a form of avodah that had to do with Shechita or with Hak'tara, they were killed B'Sayif, they were killed with a sword. If there was a hugging or a kissing that took place with the Avodah some changed this word to they died by plague. What if a person was very happy in their heart? This is such a geshmak Avodah I'm really enjoying this. So then this would make their stomach swell, a distended stomach, and they would die from that. So that's one approach in the in the Yama rhyme, either Rav or Levi, we don't know which one. Two lines before the wide lines, three lines before the wide lines, V'chad the other of them said no. If a person who did something wrong with the, within the realms of Avodah Zarah, they had witness and they had a formal Hasra, they were warned. And then where they did the Isr, then they get killed with a sword. Aidim below Hasra, Bemisa. If there were Aidim, but they weren't warned, then they were killed Bemisa, which is code word for magefa, the plague. Lo Aidim below Hasra. What if nobody witnessed what they did, and there was no hasra? So the halacha is behadroken they would die of this stomach illness. Last word of the of the short line says the Gemara: Amar Yehuda Shalevi lo avodas The shevet of Levi did not do any uh, any avodas kochavim. Shene Amar Moshe b'shar who was a Levi was standing in the camp of the machaneh v'chulei. Says the Gemara: Yasiv Ravina v'ka'amra lahashmaysa. Ravina was talking and learning, and then esive b'nei Rav Papa Ravina. The children of Rav Papa Barabai asked a question to Ravina. The Pasuk says, HaOmer L'Aviv Ulimo lo This Pasuk, without going into detail, is a reference to Levim who during the Cheta Eagle were willing to kill even their own parents who violated these Yisurim. That was the part of the magefa. is that these people were Chaiv Misa. So it says the Gemara, we see here that the Levim did participate in it because the Levim killed their own family members. It says, fathers, mothers, and, and siblings, Aviv imo lo reisiv echav lo Kir is the rest of the Pasuk. So how does the Gemara get out of this? Three lines down into the wide lines on Sama Chavava says the Gemara, when it says Aviv in the Pasuk, avi imo mi It was the avi imo, it was the father of his mother, and his mother was a Yisrael. So the father is a Yisrael. And what about Echav? Echav is Echav me'imo mi It is a brother of the mother who was a Yisrael. What about Banav? B'nei beso mi'israel. It's a child of a woman who was a Yisrael. Last sugya for the evening, we said that there was a kevesh, there was a ramp that was made, the kevesh Asulo. Amar bar hayu. They actually weren't called bavliyim. Well, they were called Bavlim. They actually weren't from bavel. Rather, where were they from? Ella, alachsandriyim hayu. They were from Alexandria. Umitokh because they had such a disdain for the Babylonians, hayukor osan al-shamam. It's uh, the not nice nickname. You know, you refer to people X by the name of people, why? Because you don't like people, why? So that's your negative name. So that's what the Gemara said, that the people from Alexandria were referred to as Bavliim. So uh, Tanya, four lines from the bottom, Rabbi Omer, lo hayu, Ela hayu. The Brysas says the same things, that the people here were really not Babylonians, they were from Alexandria. Amar lo Daiti. You've given me a lot of comfort because my family's from Bavel. And then he realized it wasn't actually that they were talking about Babylonians. They were really from Alexandria. They were just referred to as, uh, as Babylonians. Last line, Tol go out, please go out. Take this animal already. Take it to go to the Seer lazazel go push it off the cliff. So why was the Mishnah being so forceful? Says the Gemara Tana, we have a brysa. Ma shahi Tsefira Dane. Why are we waiting with this animal? The Chove dara sagin. And the burdens of this door, of this generation, are so great. Take a look at the language of Rashi, and with this we'll close. Rashi says, two lines from the bottom, Why are you holding up with this animal, Kan? The Avonos Hador Merubin, the Hain Allah, and all of the sins of the generation are great and they're all dependent on this animal. Get out of here. Go do your job. We'll stop right here. Mirza Shem will pick up tomorrow night with a brand new mission on the bottom of Samech Vavame Wishing you all a beautiful night.